Welcome to Talk is Sheep, the official podcast of the Wild Sheep Society of British Columbia. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Come along with us as we take conversations that matter to you into the high alpine. We have partnered with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab to help get you in shape and mentally stronger. Whether you're a veteran hunter or just starting out, the Mountain Tough app will take you to the next level. We personally train using the Mountain Tough programs and we believe in it so much that we want to give you six weeks for free using code SHEEPBC. That's S-H-E-E-P-B-C. Check out Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. You won't be disappointed. This episode is sponsored by our conservation partner, Stone Glacier. Thank you, Sitka Gear and Stone Glacier, for investing in healthy wildlife and sustainable ecosystems. Oh, Dr. Ward. Hey, Ward. How's it going, brother? Good to see you. Yeah, good. Good, Mr. Stelter. I'm doing uh, doing well. Happy to be uh, happy to be looking out the window at some blue sky at the end of November and uh, a fresh dusting of, of snow on the hills actually for us here and then heading out mule deer hunting this year or this weekend. So I'm pretty stoked. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. Well, you've had a pretty busy year, haven't you? You spent a bunch of time up north in the at Arctic Red and was doing some guiding. You did some weird shit like got married and just, just yeah, man. stuff. And yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about that because that yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh it's been a really cool year and a year that uh I think uh if you went back and looked at the when I first kind of started to spend more time with Ben Storak, uh, was with the wind and the wolves hunt. And, um, we became really close friends, uh, after that and, and continued chatting and so on and so forth. And I thought in that, in like the, the video I talked about like, man, I didn't even, you know, like hunting, like being a hunting guide, like that's sort of like a really cool career and it combines like a, cu- a couple of loves together. I'm like, Oh, that'd be like really interesting. And then fast forward, you know, and, and Ben asked me to, to help out on some hunts uh, last year and then do some more hunting uh, at Arcadia this year. And uh, just, yeah, has placed more and more trust in me as uh, as I hope to continue to prove myself. And uh, and so, yeah, a little bit of fortune telling in that film that, uh, you know, I was fortunate to spend like whatever three or four weeks guiding this year for, for Ben at Arcadia. And then I'll do more next year, which is... Yeah, kind of a, a really cool way to do it because I can split time between here and Arcadia. It's not that far away for me. And then uh and then yeah, and then get to kind of, you know, get to hunt and and then uh, you know, life's expensive these days, so you get to make a couple bucks while you're doing one of the things you love the most, which is it's sometimes making a job a hobby is not a good idea, but I seem to do it with everything I do. Um and then, yeah, man, it was just, uh, just worked out really well. And then to rewind a little bit more, that's kind of, I met Ben and it's pretty crazy that fast forward 20, 2020 to 20, uh, yeah, 20, 2020 and then 2023 this year, uh, I asked Ben if he would be like the officiant, uh, for myself and Sonia getting married, uh, at, Arctic Red River Outfitters. And there was a lot that went into that. It was uh, kind of a a crazy idea that I cocked up with uh, with Sonia when I was like, ah, you know, like we need to do something fun. And, and I think a lot of people thought we were going to go to Europe. Like that's where we got engaged, Northern Spain. Um, and we were looking. And the thing that we'd looked at was, well, maybe we'll like go to the go to Italy and then go into the Dolomites, skydive, land on a lake, uh, you know, do some cool ceremony there and then cruise around Italy. 
And then you like look it up. You're like, yeah, this is like a package thing that like people do. And I'm like, that's that's fine. It's still really out there and really cool. But we were talking elopement, and you know, we're like, ah, oh, yeah, like that's maybe not as unique as it could be. And uh, and then I was like, what if we like, if it worked and you know, Ben agreed to it because he's got a crazy schedule and there was space. Like, what if we did like a double caribou hunt at Arctic Red and Ben was our like marriage officiant? And she was like, oh, that's like, that's kind of crazy. And I was like, yeah, never mind. That's not, nah, never mind. And then we're like, just, I think we were driving somewhere and she's like, that does like check a lot of boxes. Like that's unique. That's way out there. That's kind of, you know, something that we would really, you cherish the rest of your life. I mean, going up there in itself is being in the Mackenzie mountains is absolutely breathtaking and, and feels like, uh, you know, like, uh, like almost a religious experience when you're flying over those things, right? Like it's pretty crazy. And then, uh, and then to, you know, to, to get married and then be up there and have Tavis and his wife, Becky and their kids and, and everybody else on the Arctic Red staff just be like so pumped up. Like we landed, we drove to Whitehorse and and then uh, and then flew in uh, from Whitehorse into in Arctic Red. And then uh, everybody's like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, can we see your suit? Like, oh, you guys are getting married. You brought suits. Like, oh, that's so cool. Like, when are you getting out there? Oh, Ben's are, like everybody was so fired up. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like really this is really exciting." You know, like I almost felt like it, we were going to be like a burden. Like, eh, look at these fucking city people coming up here you know and i was and anyway everyone was super stoked and and it was it went so freaking well and it was just like flew in met ben you know there's light for like 24 hours a day then uh freaking went up you know hiked for maybe like 45 minutes uh from the lake we landed on and uh you know changed into you know suit wedding dress and then uh ben had like some nice words written out like a nice little thing and then we did our vows and and then we like and then we glass for caribou and actually you know <laughs> wow. we you know and then we and then we hunted for caribou for like 14 days um and and we killed three caribou it was sick um you know, Sonia, Sonia was up to bat first and the caribou we actually saw that night, like a few K away or so is the caribou that Sonia ended up killing, which was mm. awesome. Like super cool foreshadowing. And yeah, and she just absolutely crushed it. Like, I don't know too, too many guys who can, you know, share a tent for, you know, like 14 days or whatever, 13 days, whatever we did. Um, you know, backpacking nonstop, right? And like moving camp constantly, no base camp to come out of. You know, you got you, all her food. She carried all her own shit, like pretty full on to do that nonstop. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to walk anymore. And then when we're killing multiple caribou and we're hiking them, you know, whatever, 20K to an airstrip round trip, right? Like it's it, it's a lot of work. And she just like did it with a smile on her face. It was It was pretty badass, man. It's still like very surreal to me that, we did that. <laughs> it does. It almost hasn't sunk in yet. Was there ever a moment where you're like, "Oh fuck, what have we done here?" <laughs> or, or was it always like, "No, this is amazing." No, it was the whole thing was so good. Like hunting up there is pure spoilage. Like yeah. there's no one else around. You have so much daylight in at that part of the year. You're just you, there. It's just all positives. Like yeah, you're get up like it's it's also just a relaxed pace of hunting for the most part because there's so much time and i think if you're used to mountain hunting in bc which is like you're usually trying to cram too much trip into too short of days and then 
you're seeing guys up every drainage. You're trying to out hike them, and you're like, and the the train is just like super steep, but also just so dense. You know, you're just like grinding for so much, which I love. Up there, you're like, oh man, this is lovely. You're grinding, but you're like, ah, you know, I can stop, take a break, and see for miles. You know, like this is this is amazing. Yeah, I, it's it's very 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 spoiling, and uh, yeah, I think all I can think about now is like, how do I get back up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, good thought. So now with Sonia, has she always been a hunter, or what's the story on that? No, man, this was, uh, she kind of had, she'd never hunted before, um, and, uh, met me and, and she loves hiking adventure, all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, quick story about us. She freaking, um, I was like, yeah, you know, like I, this, I kind of some things that I do and we started dating each other and, and, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, if you want to come on some hikes or something like that, we can do it when I'm training or, or, and she's like, yeah, yeah, sounds good. She goes into the local, uh, I can't remember the name of the store. It's a, just a, it's been around a long time in, it's like the, the outdoors store in Vernon. And she walks in there. She's like, Hey, um, my boyfriend, uh, does this like mountain hunting shit. Uh, I need boots to do that. And she's like, and it's like, he's like, let's see what fits your feet. She gets a pair of, like a pair of mindles after knowing me for like a couple of weeks and is like, <laughs> I'm ready to go. And I was like, well, all right. Yep. You're committed. <laughs> like, you know, so it was just no big deal from there. So she hasn't done. And then she loves coming out for the trip. She loves like, you know, trying to find animals and, and she loves the training. She's super fit. She's, you know, she likes the training aspect of it and likes the, uh, our, like awareness of it, just turning the phone off and being in nature. So the next kind of next step was like, Hey, like, what can we find for you? And, you know, we had a bit of a rough year hunting bears. Like it just, it just didn't come together this year. Like it didn't for many people, like it greened up so fast. Bears seemed to be super scattered. We had a really hard time finding them. And then, uh, so that wasn't it, which is like also taking a bear for your first, you know, big game animals, like no joke. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, she was, she, I think she would have been down and, and then, I was like, well, she shoots better than she shoots better than I do, and she shoots better than most guys. Like, I put her down on 550 yards of, of like a nine like a nine by nine steel, and she's like, ping, ping, mm. ping. I'm like, ping, miss. Get upset. Too much ego. Miss. Ping the last one. Okay, we're going home. Like, yeah. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. I'm good. Yeah, I'm dialed in. It'll be no problem. <laughs> what uh, uh, what caliber does she shoot? Uh, she was running a six five PRC uh, okay. for that hunt, and then she also shoots my three hundred PRC as well. Like oh, well, it doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, two hundred twelve grains or one hundred and forty seven. She just lays down and just boom, boom, boom. Like it's nice. un- she shoots so well, man. It's 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 really cool. Um, but yeah, and so we, I wanted to get her super proficient to four hundred yards or so, and uh, so we did a lot of shooting actually up to like five fifty, and then and with the goal of getting her maybe three hundred or so yards um, on her caribou or less, and then. Yeah, got up into the into the NWT and she was like pretty excited and dude, she just like went like machine like 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 boom, like this is cool. We're chasing the, this caribou and uh and we're kind of dogging it and it's kind of going over these little rolls and we just keep dogging it. It gets down into this like into the creek into like the creek bottom there and uh, or, or like river bottom, riverbed bottom and just boom, she just like lays down prone, chucks one into it. And it was dead, but it's like, whatever, hit it one more time if you feel good. And, uh, and she actually put it through 
Ben's never seen this, through the same bullet hole as her first shot. This is just luck. It's not like she was trying to do this. And then the exit was like one inch apart, but there was only one entrance. Wow. That's isn't that, bizarre. Isn't that crazy? That's, yeah, statistically almost impossible, but almost, uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's not like you're trying to do that, but I was just yeah. like, we looked through that cape because we're getting pillows made out of the side of the cape. We're not yeah. going to do, we're just going to go a Euro on hers and then we're getting like a, we cut like the whole side of it and then handed this like strip of fur to this strip of hide to jm he's like what the fuck do you want me to do with this and i was like we kind of want a pillow made (laughs) and he's like yeah whatever okay (laughs) so but he's like oh yeah and there's literally just one hole and then there's two on the exit i mean if somebody knows more than me it, it could tell me how that happens but it was yeah super wild so yeah dumped it 300 yards and then was really excited to kind of get up to it and just yeah like touch its ears and you know get busy get busy breaking it down it was pretty cool what was that experience like so she's just gotten married she just got hitched um and she's been working her ass off and then she kills something what's that emotional journey like for her man she's just like so such a hard worker on like the stepwise process like she obviously being with me she sees the preparation throughout the year so i think she just like it was like, yes, like this is a stepwise process. Yes, you work hard, you glass lots, you find something, you put it down, you then get to work, you then pack it up, you then go pack it back to camp. You then, you know what I mean? Like it almost sinks in, but there's definitely like, I've got quite a bit of video of her like walking up to it. Dude, she looked like a kid, like she looked like the, you know, young kid like unwrapping a puppy on Christmas morning. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this is mine and like you know i did it and and whatever and then she was like super just so excited to like cook up back straps like or cook up tendies on the fire and all and all that stuff so i think like really the like whole year of two years of training for her essentially and and all the effort and all the gym time cut like culminating in that i think that like the satisfaction was was like a little bit like of course this happened this is what i'm preparing for you know what I mean? Like she's just, yeah. yeah, she's half Japanese. So she's just like, everything works. <laughs> yeah. Methodical. There's a process Hard, and you just, yeah. Totally. Right. Hard work and, and you know, and the, a process and you follow that process and you, and good things happen. So it's pretty cool. And how about you? So you had this whole experience. You've come up there. You've introduced her to this way of life. You've married her. You've taken them out in the mountain. Now she's killed her first animal. What was it like for you? Were you like cuddled in a ball like crying or were you like excited or what what kind of experience was that like for you man i honestly think i'm still like unpacking it like because you're up there and it's super exciting and then we kind of move on to that you know you move on to the next thing and hike her caribou to an airstrip and you know bup, 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 move on move on move on and then um you know like it all of a sudden is like you know i wake up in the morning and and she, you know she's laying huddled in her sleeping bag there it's like a little chillier and I look over, I'm like, it, my wife's with me in the, one, I have a wife, two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two, she's with me in the Mackenzie Mountains, and then I get out of my tent, and I'm like, and there's like my best friend, Ben Storak, also here. I'm like, this is like the surrealness of the whole situation. We still talk about it. Like, Ben and I will talk about it all the time, be like, that was so weird. And multiple times through the hunt, we're like, you know, hiking, 
little bit of death march action going on. We're on, you know, kilometer 26. And Ben like kind of turns around and, and we'll look and he's like, it's so weird to see you guys here in this place versus just like a client you're going to become, you know, close with, but you're never going to see again. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know what I'm, you know what I mean? So I think it was just really cool to, to, to see her in that environment and just thrive and just be so, so proficient at it and uh and honestly have the best time she's like when can we go again i'm like well not not to arctic red anytime soon but uh, but, but something else we'll go uh, for spring bear yeah yeah i said yeah. uh i was like you know what we'll get in the hills behind the house and we'll probably see 20 other guys but it's okay <laughs> yeah she's uh she's kind of set herself up for a bit of a, a wake up call. but that said she's been out there she knows what it's like she knows the gig right but i mean i just uh yeah i said that this would be a fan fantastic time to never hunt again if i were you like you went out yeah. <laughs> you went to the best place you killed a really nice you know caribou and velvet and uh it's not gonna get much better <laughs> just quit now so yeah no it was good and then uh you know coming back from that it was just still like a surreal just the drive like driving back from Whitehorse, we did it straight through get back into town and then like it was right into you now you're right in the mix we we're three weeks up there so um you know that's august August pretty much done and then uh and then what I've been putting a lot more time into is is uh is bow hunting for elk so the next part is just like cams and then I went into the Kootenays to to bow hunt for elk which was a fantastic experience with uh my good buddy Todd um Todd Blewett and then uh we yeah we got into elk we I mean could have could have should have would have but uh had pretty much everything go right except one step into step into a shooting lane with the bow so um not much i can do there uh, one was maybe just poor hunting choices uh the other one was just you know elk being elk and kind of walked in and i was like oh perfect i can see this rack just walking behind these alders in this thick stuff and i'm like no oh, this is fantastic i'm like at full draw he's gonna walk out behind these trees and i'm waiting and he just never appeared and he must have just walked like far just walked away just couldn't even hear him. He just got kind of bored and uh, probably didn't see any cows and, and then walked away, just standard elk behavior. And then uh, and then the other one, I kind of came around. I like moved a little bit too much as he was brought, this bull elk was coming in and I came around the corner. And you know, if you're looking at something and you expect it to be like across the street, almost, you're like looking a hundred yards, but it's actually right in front of you. I did that. Mm-hmm. I literally was looking 80 to 100 yards away through this thick timber. Like, where is this guy coming from? And I'm like knocking an arrow, attaching my release. And I'm like, all right, got my rangefinder ready. And then I like kind of like my eyes leveled on an elk 20 yards from me. And then he wasn't even looking at me. And then he looked at me and I was like, made a, if you've ever seen the movie Snatch, it's like when you're, you're crossing the street and you pause and make a stupid face. That's what I did. I just made a stupid face and this elk jumped five feet straight in the air and then took off and then uh, bugled at us a couple more times, but he was all rutted up already and he was, uh, he was a five, um, but any bull there, I would have, I would have smashed it for sure. So it was a great trip. And then it was into, uh, then it was into a couple of sheep clients and then it was into a little bit more elk hunting, but that didn't go well. And then, um, uh, yeah, a couple, a couple sheep clients and then a mule deer client and then another partial mule deer client. I kind of split with Ben and then, uh, and then here we are. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like uh, quite a lineup and interesting. I was talking to Yonke earlier, I, I guess yesterday it was, and he was saying that, 
he talked to you after you came back from your trip from Arctic Red, and he said that, you know, the cool thing with Wardo is that there was all these things. You got married, they killed two caribou. But what he talked about, he talked about the pristine wilderness of the territories. He, he said there was, um, you had some people come through camp, Classen and Foss, and you guys were sitting around and talking about conservation. And that was what you were talking about. You're like, you know, you're just one of those guys where conservation and, and, you know, the species and the wildlife and everything is such a big part of what you do. And he's like, yeah, just, just crazy. And he thought it was so cool that that was, you know, such an important part of what you did, were doing up there. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I still kind of have to give my head a shake and uh, that just the way I was brought into this hunting space through through Adam and the Journal of Mountain Hunting, Beyond the Kill, Ben, Nolan, Pete, Wild Sheep Society, and, and you know, all the things that go along with it. Uh, I often joke that I, I wish I wish I didn't know any of the things that uh, I've been taught. You know, ignorance is bliss when, when it comes to when it comes to killing when it comes to killing animals. I think, but uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's legal, right? Like, what's the big deal? Um, but sadly, you, you know, I, I was bitten by the conservation bug pretty hard, and uh, just because <clears throat> I really did believe that you know hunting is a privilege, not a right for for many of us, and um, and and I think we got to do what's right to keep that privilege and uh, be stewards of the land as, as we often say. So, uh, you know, to hear when you hear, well, when a guy like Al starts to talk, like you just listen, cause he's been doing it for, for 40 years. He's been up there, you know, hunting sheep and, and seeing the seeing it change and, and just does it so effectively and, and with such uh and with such great, such great class, I would say that uh, it's, you can't help but just want to listen to it. And then on honestly, I had I'd never met Tavis uh, Tavis Molnar who who owns Arctic Red, but he is a man. He is a sharp, sharp, sharp fellow. Uh, and when he starts chatting about about their way of conservation and how they do it in the NWT um, versus how, which is essentially like letting the land do land things. But the difference with mm-hmm. NWT and here is that we have we have pushed so much further into so many areas that we've created we've we've had man-made created problems i would say and so sometimes we look for man-made solutions um on on what that can be um for some of our obviously something like movi and stuff like that right like we need major 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 force and uh and and guidance to and and people all jumping on board for the right reasons um to try and save these sheep populations but up in the nwt you know like He's like wolves will do wolves thing wolf things, and he's like he's like I think about it every year. He's like I could for sure get in here, and he's like and I could clean I could clean house on I know this pack of wolves that is taken down taken down a lot of our sheep. But he's like you know that's a slippery slope. Do you start do you start meddling in what's what's going on up there? Or like we have a lot of sheep, and you know like their population will come back up, and and so on and so forth. You're like man, it's. It's interesting to hear a guy who's also been up there for a very, very long time talk about these issues in conservation that that I feel like we would, uh, I would just being inexperienced as well, would just jump at the at the cause of like, wow, we could do this to fix it. And you're like, do we have such a short-sighted view on time? Like, how do we fix it next year? I think that's a very North American thing. Like, mm-hmm. how do I get abs in 30 days before my beach vacation? How do I get... How do I get in, how do I get in sheep shape in in one week before I'm going on a, before I'm going on a trip? 
right? It's no, it's years. It takes years to to develop a lot of these to develop like you know really good backcountry fitness and and general physical preparedness. It also takes you know years of data collection and 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 tr- and some trial and error but just letting the land do land things to to see what's going to happen. I think that was a really cool. That was maybe one of my favorite parts about being up there is just the campfire conversations uh back at camp before we flew out for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, very cool and it's interesting, you know, that perspective. And I guess that's the territories they have a bit of a luxury there and that they don't have all these other, you know, forces at play and industry and and you know so we get to a position where like in you know the northeast with caribou that if we don't kill all the wolves the caribou are done like they're gone but it yeah you know but if we could just step back and take industry out of the equation it it would sort itself out over it would take 50 or 100 years but it would sort itself out right but certainly so far that it's uh and that's the scary part with caribou is, you know, and and that's the other part that I think about, what's next? Like, okay, we've lost caribou in the south and on the verge in the north in certain areas. And what if it keeps going? And then what's next? What's the next yep. species? And I was like, totally. oh my goodness. Wolves will just move on to, I mean, you can't blame a wolf. They're just doing wolf things. Like, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we basically laid these beautiful highways for them to mow, mow anything down. And, you know, it's not like they really have any predators other than the weather themselves, right? Like just weather themselves and, and that's it, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe the odd grizzly bear will give them a swat, but it's not like that's what they're going for. Right. So, um, yeah, 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 no, it's, it's a, it's a, a scary thing to think about if they start pushing into, you know, pushing into higher Alpine ranges and, and so on and so forth, because it's, it's, it's interesting being in the Mackenzie mountains at a little bit of a higher elevation. And I mean, there's nothing stopping, like it's just it's easy that's easy ground for for sheep to run or for wolves to run around in and then sheep are obviously down in their feeding their feeding habitat you could see how you know the trees are seem uh, what i would what i would think is like a bit of a, a a bit of a thankful spot for sure to for things to hide in a little bit and and get into that steep cliffy terrain like we have in bc um hopefully provides like a little bit more safety but man mm-hmm. it's you see how they don't have sheep don't have a lot of advantages out there in the wild i would say yeah yeah that's for sure yeah and they're not sheep are you know people always talk about oh how tough sheep hunting is and it is tough like there's no question about it but sheep themselves like if they're there and you find them they're easy to kill right they just oh yeah if you wing one, it's going to generally fall over. They're, it, they're it's, not resilient whatsoever. No. You, <laughs> it's not like a big elk or no, you know, a grizzly or, or something a, like or that. Or a goat it's, that you're yeah. literally hit it through both lungs and it's just like, and it just keeps eating grass and you're like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> yeah. smash it again. Oh, takes a knee, hops back up, starts eating. <laughs> you're like, are you stubborn? Do you not feel pain? And then you see like a, a video of like a sheep getting hit right near the like literally in like the, the, in the hamstring and it just like falls over upside down. You're like, <laughs> God, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of indicative of sheep too, with disease and everything else there. Yeah. There's such soft critters, but obviously like they're, you know, when they're out there on some, you know, windswept, you know, like you're looking at a Rocky, Rocky bighorn and it's blowing a hundred kilometers an hour and it's minus 20 and they're standing there. You're like, that's the, that's a sweet critter, man. So tough. And then like gets stung by a bee and then falls over. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, man. Okay. 
I, I'm going to transition on you here, and you're officially Wild Sheep Society BC's like fitness guru. So um, <laughs> anything to do with the outdoors and fitness and training, and certainly with uh, with regards to uh, backpacking adventures. So um, you did a ruck for conservation. Is that what you're calling the the Canada Day ruck? Let's talk a little yeah. bit about what you did on July 1st. Yeah, yeah. So we did. Uh I don't even know how it ended up coming about. I was like, ah, you know, it'd be cool to get a couple people together and maybe we can, maybe we can, uh, maybe we go for a ruck. Uh, I like to do it maybe just after bear season, you know, like everybody's got to, you know, hopefully people have, if they've done a bit of hiking for bears or getting in shape, especially people going sheep hunting and whatever. And I'm going to hike anyways. So I was like, you know what, why don't I invite a few people? Um, Sonia made up some infographics, um, and I said, hey, and I got with your guys' blessing, I said, hey, you know, what if I, I make it a hundred bucks and we'll try and, you know, get raise enough money to buy like a collar, which is around sixteen hundred dollars or so. And and we did, and it was awesome, man. You know, we had like uh I think we had sixteen people out, including Sonia and myself. And then I just went and I bought um I bought a bunch of I had a bunch of sandbags and then I just bought I went to the uh, nursery, bought a bunch of I just bought sand and then just shoveled them all into the back of my truck and uh <clears throat> and then I weighed them all and they were all about like they were anywhere from 42 to 46 pounds and so I showed up there were 16 people and I you know I had 16 sandbags and they're all about the same I said grab one throw it in your pack and uh and it was it was it, People often think, and you know this from like the the guess the weight bag challenge, people pick up a pack with some like 30 pounds in it. They're like, oh, that's about what, 75 pounds? And you're like, yeah. no, no, it's not. <laughs> and uh, like yeah. no one gets it right. You know, people think of like, well, when I lift a dumbbell at the gym, you're like, yeah, as soon as it's kind of soft and floppy, it's it feels heavy, man. And uh and so anyway, so yeah, a lot of people threw that in. They're like, oh man, with a little bit of water, it was 30 degrees plus. Um, we did about 550 meters um, of, yeah, 550 meters of elevation or so that day um, in about uh, 11 or 12K. So it was a neat, we didn't do it for, for time or, or for a winner or anything. It was like everybody came out. I got us some unbelievable prizes donated by supporters of the Wild Sheep Society BC and then some other fantastic brands like Okanagan Spirits, um, Frontiersmen, all that stuff, which, you know, some great, great, great prizes. And then almost, I think, like I said, I think I had 16 people out. I omitted myself and Sonia from the winnings. And then, so we had 14 people and I think we had 12 draw prizes. And, uh, so I, you know, everybody's name and hat started drawing them. Only two people didn't. And I was just like, man, it's unlucky to be one of those two people, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but that's okay. So yeah, we had a bunch of people come out and the, re the response was exactly what I hoped for. So my, a lot of my fitness, uh, fitness journey outside of like university athletics, um, was, um, was in CrossFit and I was a CrossFit coach, a strength and conditioning coach previously as well. And the, the thing that CrossFit nailed more than anything was community. And that to me is what breeds, um, great conversations. Um, it brings up people from maybe different viewpoints together, uh, lots of different stuff to just bond over, over a workout, over, over a bit of sweat, people grab a coffee after whatever. And you maybe some people, especially spending a lot of time in CrossFit gyms, some of the people you meet at that CrossFit gym end up becoming your best friends. Like the amount of people who go to, 
who didn't know each other, two years later, they're like at each other's weddings and they're like spending family vacations together is very high, right? Once you're around these like-minded people. And I feel like we do have that in the mountain hunting community. I just feel like it's, uh, you know, once a year at the expo is just not enough. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really would like to try and expand on that more and more. And as, as great as online programming is, I thought, wow, if we can get this, get this together and make this a yearly thing, I think it'd be really fun. And who knows where it goes. So with the great response and, uh, that we had last year, raised a few bucks, um, people, you know, spending time out of their Canada day long weekend. Um, I thought, yes, we're going to definitely do another one of these. And then, uh, Maddie McCabe was like, you know, we should look at maybe doing this in the shoe laps that that sheep population is having a, a you know, Proctor says a, a real hard time. And I said, well, okay, well let's, let's make it like an overnighter and let's see if we can't get some people together. And so now we have the ruck for conservation last year. And this year we have the ruck for the shoe laps. Um, and so Maddie and I, and obviously we've been on some calls with all of us and we're just kind of getting that off the ground now. Registration page is, uh, is live, Mr. Kyle? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So registration page is live. And the thing that I really want to make about this is that we're going to do kind of combined effort getting out. It's going to be July, uh, 6th, 7th, but I think probably show up on the 5th in the shoe laps. Um, and then all of this information will be provided by email and stuff. Uh, after you register, registration will be a hundred bucks. The goal is again to be able to buy a collar for that shoe laps region, and then um, yeah, head out, test a bunch of gear, get into some different groups, and uh, see if we can't count for some sheep. And then it provide. I want to be able to provide as much nutrition knowledge, um, you know, knee health, low back, whatever anybody needs out there. So we'll maybe spend some time uh, on the Friday talking about that stuff. And then, uh, and then, yeah. And then honestly, a spot to test new gear. Like, you know, when Foss uh, does the, the, the gear chat at the expo, it's obviously fantastic and well-received. Um, the guy knows gear inside and out, but uh, it's another thing using it, you know, getting out mm-hmm. there and, and, and actually testing it, especially like all of us usually have a one or two new pieces before before sheep hunting season, it's nice to be able to maybe put that to the use around you know some some really some some pretty smart guys who've who've been doing it for a while. So we're gonna have I think I think we're gonna have a really good turnout for this. Um, and then my goal is to get uh, get some really cool sponsors on board. Obviously, like I've been chatting with you about, and everybody's gonna get like a really cool swag bag. Um, because let's be honest, there's there's the fitness aspect. You're hiking in the shoe laps, which is beautiful at that time of the year. Like you're hard pressed to find a, a nicer spot to hike. Um, and do an overnighter. Um, but there's definitely, you know, there, there's a bit of work to be had with, with trying to, trying to spot for some sheep. So, um, yeah, I, I think that event's going to be like an absolute blast. I don't think anybody's going to, going to have a bad time if they sign up for that one. And, uh, and we're definitely going to make sure that, that, uh, the hundred dollar registration fee, like I said, goes towards a caller and that's easy. In my opinion, that's like a no brainer, but, uh, for everybody's time, I think it's nice to, nice to, to incentivize it a little bit and, uh, and see if they can count some sheep. So we'll, we'll, we'll have some really cool, like everybody prizes and then some cool draw prizes that we do as well, just like last year. Yeah. And we're working on that angle. And I think that uh, we'll get some serious sponsorship on that because people are going to, it's supporting conservation. And then, you know, of course you do a good job of documenting and telling the story. So people are going to be fired up about it. And so sponsors love to support that kind of thing, right? Out doing stuff in the landscape. They love that stuff. Yes, exactly. We're not just talking about it. We're actually out there doing it, which is uh, one of the things that like I try and 
preach the most, you know, in my practice in clinic or, or, you know, anytime I'm on a podcast is I'm not talking about fitness. It's not talking the talk without walking the walk. And I think, you know, this organization does a really good job at doing both. And, uh, and I try and model myself after that. And I always have as, uh, you know, like if I'm talking about fixing somebody's like, you know, bulge disc in their back, it's because I've absolutely wrecked my back multiple times. So, it, it, you know, I think you, if you can, if you can walk the walk and talk the talk as well, it, it really does, it really does put some asses in the seats and, and get people to, to pay attention and listen. So, um, yeah, man, that event's going to be like really fun. And then I, like, I already am thinking about like, what's the next one for next year? Like I guarantee they're going to be further, further, like they're going to be really well received. And it's important to me to do it outside of, I think outside of hunting season. Cause like bears close what June 30th. Um, so I know it's like, you know, beginning of July, uh, we've got sheep hunting coming up. I think it's like a really good time. So I think we'll probably try and earmark that weekend, maybe every, every year going forward as we're going to, do something somewhere uh, and and try and, and do it for conservation for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I'm really stoked about it. Um, what kind of level of fitness are you thinking? Like, do you have to be a, like a, a full-on warrior to be out there? Or are you just, you know, obviously you're going to have to hike for two days. So um, what kind of level of fitness are we looking for somebody that might be interested? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question. And and I had a lot of people even for the the Ruck for Conservation uh, on Canada Day this year that I, that, uh, that I did be like, wow, you know, you guys are just going to crush me. And it's like, wow, no, like we're going to, we're going to hike. We're going to wait. We're going to hike. It's no man left behind. Like I really do feel like that military style model. Like we're not going to leave anybody behind. And, you know, if you don't have any experience, you know, hiking and your, your fitness level is really low. Um, I, I think it's one, it's always nice to get kicked in the face, uh, and be like, wow, I need to be in better shape. But two, you never want to be, uh, you never want to, put the group in jeopardy of not kind of like achieving that goal or whatever they're out there to do. So if you're, you know, that's, that's hefty G bear country. Right. And if you're always, you know, like a mile out the back and you kind of, you quit and sit down a lot and you've got food on you and stuff, I think there's, there's some safety in numbers there. So I think you'd, you'd want to be able to do a sheep hunt. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to be the fastest guy. You don't have to be the fittest guy, but you just have to be able to be mentally tough to, to go and stop and go and stop. And nobody's going to be left behind on any of these trips. They need to be all inclusive. Um, it's not a race by any means, just like, just like hunting. It's not a race. It's just who can, who can get there and then who can have, you know, the best attitude. And then hopefully we get to some good spots and we just let the glass do the, let the glass do the walking for us. Yeah, right on, man. That's really exciting. So, um, what we'll do is we'll put a link to registration in the show notes. And the, the one takeaway I think, Matt, is that um, it's limited. Like you're talking about, twenty people. We can't obviously have ninety people out there glassing, and it's right. Th- th- there's a challenge there, so we we're going to limit it. Yeah. So, um, and we're going to really push it after this podcast. So, if you're thinking about doing it, don't mess around. You probably want to sign up sooner rather than later. So that's right. Yeah, exactly. So sooner rather than later. Um, my goal, like I, like Maddie McKay was like. Uh, and I love his positivity. He's like, I want to get 30 people. And I was like, that is a lot. But but he's just like, but I love that, right? And, and I said, realistically, I, I, I think if we can get 10 people out, uh, 10, 10 extras, but plus Matt uh, and, his, and his girlfriend, Brittany, Sonia, myself, that we're at four already. And then if we can sneak in, if we can sneak in eight more people, then we have 
12 and we can split into like maybe three groups or so. And then if we had 16, then we can split into three or four groups. And if we have 20, we can really cover some ground and we can be in some bigger groups and stuff. So um, I'm like, yeah, I think I think it's going to be great. Like we said, capped at 20 people. And uh, what I want to have is I, I would if I saw a wait list for this, I mean, I'd be just... I'd it'd be I'd be thrilled, you know, because that means people are serious about fitness. They're serious about conservation. They're serious about you know coming out and actually, uh, you know, like obviously all the fantastic to, to you know to add go to move to a monarch member and all that stuff. But at the counts this year, there there weren't a lot of guys, right? Like that's why we're we're changing it up and we're trying to we're trying to reinvent how we can do like get eyes on sheep. So um, I think this is a, maybe a really cool way to do it, to do a, you know, like invest a little bit of money, invest a little bit of time and gain a lot out of it and continue to kind of push forth what we want to keep doing for hopefully years and years to come. Right. So we don't go by the way of the caribou. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I love, I love the concept. Cause like you said, our Fraser river counts, they're quite a ways up. So Spence's bridge has always been pretty popular because it's a short, it's just a chip shot up there to get, get out there. But the Fraser, you're having to make that a few extra hours and people are just like, Oh, I can't invest the time. But now they got a reason to go, right? You got that community that you're going to be out there and, uh, and it's perfect for sheep season, right? Like I love your timing. It couldn't be better. You're like a month till the opener, perfect yep. timing for people that want to, like you said, get out, try the gear and, and see where they are at shape wise. And it's going to motiv- motivate you too. It's good. You got three weeks to, Till the opener and it's like, oh, I'm getting my ass kicked here. I got to do a better job and work hard for the last three weeks. It's going to motivate you. So yep. that's awesome, man. I'm super stoked about it. Oh man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. And like if you've if people haven't spent any time in the shoe laps, like that region is absolutely gorgeous. Like it's just beautiful. So yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you're dying and you're hiking up a hill and it's hot and you just kind of lay on your back and 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 pray that a grizzly bear comes and takes you out at least you can have a nice view while you're while 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 you're gasping for your last breath <laughs> uh, awesome yeah right on yeah yeah cool which uh yeah go for it no no go well you know it kind of led us into this how i've just now been pegged to be the to be the guy for for you're anything fitness related so I wasn't aware. I've only been to Sheep Show in Reno once uh, in 20, uh, I believe in 2016, I went. 16 or 17, I went. Okay. That's and, a long time um, ago, man. Long time ago, man. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. even hunt then. I was just part of uh, the Journal of Mountain Hunting, and we had just launched Mountain Strong. And yeah. um, and ultimately, I just I just didn't have the time to put into it. Um, with many things like Adam and I talk about, like the journal was just like a little too ahead of its time with a couple of things and fitness was one of them. I went around and talked to a lot of people. We had a booth, um, Journal of Mountain Hunting slash Mountain Strong had a booth at um, at uh, at the Sheep Show that year and people were like, yeah, fitness, 100%. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, what do you do? They're like, nothing. I'm like, nice. <laughs> so there was like a lot of, anyway, we were just ahead of our time and, and without willing to put the, put really like the hard yards into uh, how much it takes as a fitness company. Like it's nonstop work, you know, like it's nonstop work as the guys from mountain tough. know, um, it's every, it's such a cutthroat cutting edge industry, always people looking for the next thing. And sometimes that like tried and true, uh, you know, hard work, uh, done often is just not that sexy. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a tough industry. So we were down there and then, I didn't realize though, but on the Thursday there was like a, there's like a big race, and Mr. Colin Peters, 
shot me a message, said, hey, I want to have a chat with you about something. Sounded like my dad was going to get me in trouble, actually, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. and, and then uh, he, he was like, uh, he's like, I'm really interested in this event, like doing it. And I said, oh, I didn't even know that. He's like, yeah, on Thursday, there's a run in like the Sierra Nevadas. And then he went on and he told me about like Greg McHale, you know, kicking the ass out of everybody down there. And then like some guy from Alberta, like, you know, put him put him into the dirt put him into the dirt one year and and then and then i think covid happened and it kind of stopped but it was building like a good rivalry and i'm like that's sick so now now we're not about all like uh everyone finishes and gets a participation ribbon so uh it's like we're gonna race and uh i'm gonna set up uh with the help of you guys but i'm gonna spearhead setting up uh, a run uh before the mountain hunting expo which i'm yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about to say the least. Like, it's going to be like Canada, Western Canada needs a big mountain hunting expo badly. And I'm going to sidebar from the run that I was talking about because we need vendors. We need like so many people ask about gear and well, where do you get it? And I'm like, online. Where do I try it on? You can't. Ah, it's like, you know, there's so many people who are just interested in getting in and spending the money, which would support a lot of these, like, you know, support, you know, precision optics and local store here, Great North Precision. And, and some of these businesses that, that I know that are struggling, you know, like that are the margins aren't good. And then obviously is some economic inflation and interest rates. People want to be really sure of their purchases, right? And, and I think having like a really cool expo like this, um, not just the outdoors expo where you got boats and all that kind of shit that we do kind of seemingly constantly, which is great too, but having like a mountain hunting expo, I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head there and I'm excited for years to come. So awesome. with that, uh, we obviously are doing uh, a, little, a little whiskey night on the Thursday. And so prior to that, we are going to do a probably like a... I'm going to say a 10 to 15K run or ruck. I have not quite figured it out yet. It it depends on a couple of things. And it's going to be called a run in the park, which is obviously uh, a little tongue in cheek because it's probably going to be really fucking cold and it's going to be miserable and bad. And uh, so I'm going to go out. I'm going to make sure I'm going to run it that morning and make sure that, and I'm going to flag the course. I'll have everything dialed in. And we're either going to do like, like we'll either do two categories and again we're spitballing here as we keep going we're going to do two categories of either like uh you know a seven a seven and a half k and then a 15k so like two out and back loops depending or we'll just do all one like everybody can do a 10k or something like that and that for this first year as we do a little bit uh as we create a little bit more buzz about it and then registration um, is also going to be on the WSSBC page. And again, everything's going to go towards conservation. And it'll be like, again, limited participants um, this first year, just because quite frankly, to I've done some events in the past where all of a sudden you've got, you know, 90 people showing up and, and it's, it's a whole different ball of wax at that point and the event insurance changes and, and parking and all of these things need to be talked about. And you never want to have... You know the city of Naramata getting really pissed off at you because I have I have a hundred cars on the side of the road uh, without telling them. So we're going to limit it this year, and then next year, if you're like, "Damn, I didn't get in," well, it's going to be even bigger and better. So we're going to run like uh, again. This is going to be a staple every year before the 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 WSSBC Mountain Hunting Expo, and uh, and it's going to be it's going to be a badass time. <laughs> 
it's awesome, dude. And I, I just love the concept that you reached out with it. And it's like, oh my God, this is so amazing. This is what we've been looking for. Uh, Mountain Tough has come on board as a title sponsor. We've got two yes. others in the wings that are um, we're talking to. We can't announce them yet, but uh, we're cool. going to have some amazing prizes, dude. It's going to be amazing. Like yes. I'm super stoked for this. Yes. There's, and the, yeah. So like it just, my mind starts running a little bit, right? With the, with the response from the, the Rock for Conservation last year, people like, I really, this is a great idea. People from all over the States and stuff like that too were like, this is a badass idea, man. Like really cool. There's a rocking group that does a lot of hunting stuff. Damn it. I can't, I, it's like Northwest NW something. They're out of Washington. I think Everett mm. maybe. And, uh, and they like they do like a lot of rocks and community led events. We're gonna try and maybe do a cross border thing. We're talking about. I'm like, this is all exactly what I'm thinking. This is this community that connects us all. And in in this hunting world, honestly, strength in numbers, man. And and that's really what we need. So I'm just gonna reach out the best I can and leverage, uh, you know, my professional platform and what I've spent my life doing, which is something in the health and wellness and fitness space. Um, and just keep keep trying to kind of strive forward there to connect us all. So I think with that, we're going to like, again, like it'll be either a ruck or a run. And then I'll, I'll you know, it'll be a couple hours-ish in length. So it'll only be anywhere from 7 to 15K. And, and it'll be, yeah, Okanagan Mountain Park uh, again, but from the south end, r- roughly somewhere in there. And then, uh, and yeah, and, and prepare to, you're going to do that at about 1230 in the afternoon. You got a couple hours of that, and then it'll be, uh, and then it'll be just time to warm up, and then, and then it's whiskey, it's whiskey just after that with the Okanagan Spirits guys and myself. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome, dude. It's uh, it's gonna be a busy Thursday for Mister Wardo. That's what I'm telling you right now, buddy. You're gonna be done uh, man, Thursday night. People are people are talking to me about about uh, about this about the weekend, right? The 22nd, 23rd, 24th. They're all fired up about February. People are like, what day should I go to? I'm like, you know, Friday and Saturday don't matter anymore, man. It's Thursday is the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's now, awesome, Thurs- dude. It's it's cool. You got to have because obviously, you know, thir- it's, it's you know Thursday to Sunday is a big chunk of time for someone to take off sometimes right so having like some really good events like you guys are are doing and we're putting on on the thursday i think that's that's the key to draw people right it's you know it's great being at at the talks and all that stuff but being outside and doing some different things it's going to be it's just a different energy when it's like that and it's super exciting and a really cool way to kick it off well, and that was kind of our vision too, and and that was even before you brought on this uh, run in the park concept. But you know, it's let's let's have something for everybody. It's really diverse. The whiskey is insane, dude. Like it's the, the sign up list is incredible. Like uh, we're gonna have to limit it. I, I was thinking, oh, you know, if we it's our inaugural year and we'll do something nice there, but it's like it's insane, and people are signing up. They want to be part of that, so it's cool because now you show up on Thursday. You got stuff all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday. Go home Sunday, make a long weekend out of it. It's gonna be amazing, and nice. bring the family. There's so much to do in the Naramata Valley and Penticton, right? It's such yeah, a great spot. It's awesome. For sure. There's good, and there's so much new, like that's, that's the thing too, right? Like you get a really cool place like, like Penticton and, and it's sleepy in the winter, man. Like it's definitely sleepy in the winter and there, and there's no, nobody is surprised food costs these days, like cost of, you go to a restaurant these days, you're like, you're like, this meatless salad is 28 bucks, let alone if I add chicken and salmon to it or something you know like it's it's not cheap and 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 these places definitely make their make their years worth in the summer and i think adding an event like this to penticton um i love penticton 
so much. Like I have a lot of childhood memories from there, a lot of nostalgia. And to see there's so many cool small restaurants and breweries there, I think bringing a big event like uh, like the the Mountain Expo to Penticton in, in February and 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 what we can provide the city uh, again is just another another arm of of what you know conservation can do um, and and kind of re- the, the the city will also reap the rewards of it right which is amazing. Well, they were fired up. The you know we worked with the city on that and the. Uh uh, was uh, the Chamber of Commerce effectively? Yeah. Yeah, that's not the right term, but uh, yeah, they were super stoked about having us there. The hotel and uh, Penticton Trade and Convention Center—they're super fired up and just yeah, you know, it's a it's a great time of year, and I love it too because. Um, it, if you have it later, then you're like you're fighting for you know spots and trying to get hotels, and it's just a shit show, right? And this is yeah. we've kind of got a little bit of luxury there, and then still cool stuff to do. They're like the Okanagan is so beautiful, and there's so many things to do in the wintertime. and yep. you know you can literally jump in a car and go see sheep. Like, tw- was it 20 minutes from the hotel? Probably half an oh, hour. Yeah. You could probably be into sheep, 100%. right? Like amazing, sure. right? Like you want to take like you know you want the the wife and kids want to go do something, or, or you know somebody's not in, interested in spending the whole day at the convention that's fine go up to apex hit the skate trail like go skiing for the day come back down had the banquet at night you know like there's so many options uh that i think make it this will be a really 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 fun event and and like i said there's there's a lot of people talking right now about like man how do you there's so much gear out there and all of it all of it is good really it just depends what fits you and you know like certain pants don't fit me well like i love stone glacier but they're regular pant like i'm 58 like it's no secret I'm, I'm not exactly the tallest guy they're regular pant for me is long i wouldn't know that you know like it's it's a long it's a long pant so there's just certain things that are small like that 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 you just you know you're going to benefit from from coming to these shows and and just being able to see and try on all this like badass gear that 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 brands have these days well, the cool thing about it too is we've got some pretty big ones coming up. Like having Stone Glacier at our show, um, that just doesn't happen in Canada. Having Kafaru at our show, that doesn't happen in Canada. You can come there and listen to a guy like you, and we haven't even hammered down what you're going to talk about. <laughs> After Thursday, you can have energy, any energy left to do a seminar. But yeah. honestly, like last year, your seminar was fucking off the hook, man. There was it was standing room only. There was a hundred yep. people in that room. Yeah. And um, but you can come and listen to you to talk about fitness or or what. And again, we'll. we'll advertised through our sheep hunting university exactly what we're offering and we're starting to nail that down now and yep. so i talked to y- yonke yesterday he's going to do a seminar on boots um you know it's critical and then schnaze is going to be there in the booth go try on some boots yep. uh omer is going to be there he's going to have all his gear there from precision optics so i think he's a crispy dealer um so there's a whole bunch of stuff and um so you can learn from the experts and then you can go try the gear on which is is really tough to do as we know so yeah man i think it's awesome. going to be super awesome i think uh as well we'll, we'll talk i, I I got to bring this up to you, but uh, we're gonna. I'd like to have a little something, a uh, little something maybe in between the frontiersman, frontiersman and precision optics booth. Like maybe a little, uh, like I'll bring the pull up bar. I'll bring my squat rack in with the pull up bar attachment. We'll do like a dead hang, you know, two minutes and it gets you a prize or something like that. So we'll, I think we like m- lots of fun stuff like that that we can uh, that we can start adding in as well. Yeah, that's super cool. And you know, that's the one thing that our vision with this is innovate. We want to be, we don't want to do like, you know, look at the BCO door show in Chilliwack. They do a great job, but that's their niche, right? Like we don't want to fuck with that. We want something that's completely unique, yes. completely uh, different than any other experience. We want people to come there, like you said, mountain hunting, very specific yep. and to be that niche and, and sort of carve that. And we know we're never going to be like a, 
a big show and, and that's not what we're looking for. We're not looking to have right. 5,000 people come through that want to buy a boat. Like that's not why we're there. That There's it's boat not, shows for that. Like, you exactly. know, like we need stuff that, you know, like I said, like I keep coming back to a bit of a broken record, but we need stuff that unites the community. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I love, uh, you know, I love the haters when you're a Sitka guy or a Kuyu guy or you're a bow hunter or, you know, like it's just all, these are all just like bullshit things that you can kind of like piss on your buddies about. Uh, but when it comes right down to it, man, like we're all there for one thing. It's to support conservation. And then anything else on top of that is just a cherry on top. And I don't see why there's a reason that we can't make like this, like a, a pretty mega weekend, especially starting with like a badass little fitness event on a, on a, on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So talk me through what, what kind of, uh, you're going to bring a, a, a bar in? What are you doing? Talk, talk about this. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't brought this up to you yet. I've just been kind of spitballing it in my head a little bit. Um, yeah, so I want to, I, I think it'd be cool to have a little setup in between, um, in between like, uh, you know, Tanner's booth and, and Omer's booth or something like that. And we'll do like a little, like a pull-up challenge. And then, uh, and then I'm working on a little coffee side business as well. And we'll give you some, well, you know, anybody who can make two minutes on the bar, I'm going to give you a bunch of coffee or, you know, sign you in for a little prize or something like that. Like a two minute dead hang challenge. Cause grip strength and related to the shoulder for shoulder stability and scapular stability is, is extremely important and often overlooked. The amount of people I see, you know, deadlifting, whatever, 300 pounds or 315, and they've got straps on is, is quite frankly, quite embarrassing. So it's, you know, you need to, if you're trying to do heavy farmers carries and you got, and you got, uh, and you got wraps on, like, unless you're a strongman competitor and it's, it's 800 pounds, whatever you should, you should have that grip strength. So I think I'm going to try and, uh, we did this at Yankee and I did this at sheep show. We did like a, I think for a pack, I think it was for a okay. pack. We uh, we did like a, a farmer's carry competition. And man, we had quite a few people sign up. And so I'd like to maybe just start bringing back the fitness elements to some of this stuff as well. You know, this year, maybe dead hang. You know, next year, maybe it'll be something else. Um, just stuff that like isn't dangerous anybody can do even after you know maybe a couple of a couple of beverages and you can and you can go and you can try and hang on to this bar for if you can make two minutes and you're going to get a prize and then maybe we can do something for the longest longest hang or something like that usually it's a kid usually it's like some freaking <laughs> a eleven. it's 11 year old girl who just puts like she's hanging by one hand and like making fun <laughs> of everybody else for like four minutes you're like you don't count you haven't you're small go away <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I love it, man. That's, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, we do have the capacity to do that there. So um, yeah. yeah, let's build that out because that's going to be fun. And and again, just something for, for guys to go and guys and gals to go and do something different and, and yeah, fun man. and be involved and and, uh, and and not cost them anything. Like it's not a, yeah. a big deal. And yeah, and you'll also get bragging rights. So. That's exactly it, man. And I'm basically just going to ridicule. If you can't make two minutes, it's pretty shocking the amount of people that like two minutes is the benchmark for for grip strength for for hanging on. And like, if you imagine like in this mountain, it's it's again, all doomed. It's, it's not to be doom and gloom, but it's like, uh, you know, like if you're, if you're sheep hunting and you slide off the edge of something and your grip is hanging on or you're hanging on to a buddy it, like how much time you got till you can figure out something do you got do you got six seconds or do you got or do you got or do you got like two or three minutes two or three minutes maybe you can come up with something to to save somebody's life for your own but if you've only got a few minutes like a few seconds you're probably dead so it, it's one of these things that's like uh, grip strength is often extremely overlooked and uh people are like no nah, my grip strength is fine and then I'm like, cool, hang from that bar for two minutes. And, you know, 48 seconds in, they're, they're you know, making an excuse. It's slippery. Shut up. So it's like always something like that. So I'm well, excited. It's, 
Yeah, and it's critical too. Like there's been so many times in the mountains, like when you're in like the subalpine and you're like, it's super sketchy and you're coming down with a heavy pack and maybe got an animal in your back and you're like hanging from these limbs and kind of, or like you're, you know, you're using like sage and you're like trying to crawl up this super sketchy area and it's like you fall, you're freaking dead yeah. and you're like, you know, grabbing onto stuff and you know, like that stuff's rooted so you can hang on and it's like, and you got a 60 pound pack in your back while you're doing it, right? It's oh, yeah. like that grip strength is absolutely cru- crucial and like, yeah, um, yeah, that's something, and something you don't really train for. A lot of people nope. don't, right? So it's one of the it's one of the things that uh, I've been doing some writing this year for Western Hunter Magazine, and uh, mm-hmm. it's one of the things I talk about in my shoulder health article mm-hmm. is the link between grips. If you if you do nothing else to help your shoulder, and you know you have some weak grip, if you do nothing else other than just work on your grip, you you I guarantee you will improve your shoulder capacity. Like you will increase your scapular stability, which will then increase like the stability of your shoulder. The rotator cuff muscles don't get as pissed off. You can always be in a better position. If you're a bow hunter and you're like, oh yeah, no, I got to shoot like a 50 pound bow these days just because, you know, I can't draw it back. My shoulder hurts and you have really poor grip strength, work on your grip strength. And it's like I said, it's the easiest freaking thing to do, man. Like every, it's so easy to get a pull-up bar these days, wet, like just in the door frame. And you can just hang from that pull-up bar. You can throw a towel over it and just hang from that towel. Like there's so many different options that you can run, um, that, that people will do that and they'll increase their grip strength. Three weeks later, they're like, yeah, I don't have any shoulder problems anymore. You're like, there you go. There was actually a book of this guy in Texas. God, I'd have to, I'd have to do some digging to find it, but he's an orthopedic surgeon, um, out of the university of Texas, I'm pretty sure. And he, Besides if you have what's called like a, it's like a, a type three or hooked, basically like the bone on your, on your shoulder blade, the acromion, it's hooked around that can lead to some complications with putting your arm overhead. And I do see that from time to time, but for the most part, if almost everybody's shoulder, if you need, so basically what he did was if you were going in to see him to have orthopedic shoulder surgery, labral tear, you know, rotator cuff tear, partial, not full. Um, he would put you through a hanging protocol, basically from the hands. And I think it was like 90 plus percent of these people did not need shoulder surgery after this, just purely on scapular stabilization, grip strength, shoulder strength, and not not doing a bunch of banded, complicated exercises, hanging, that's it. And just the progressions into, you know, weighted, uh, sorry, like, uh, like supported, unsupported, mixed grip, underhand grip, like all sorts of these different things. And when they could basically achieve like a couple minutes of, of hanging on to this thing, no surgery. I think the problem was he got, uh, I think he got uh, let go from the old medical college because I think he was still billing for these surgeries. So I think there might've been a little, a little bit of, a little bit of tomfoolery there, but his book and, and what that was, was, was really cool. Uh, I, I read that like, I mean, a million years ago when I was a kinesiologist, like yeah, 2012 or something like that. So that was, a well, really it's cool interesting. Thing. I would think too, like if you're doing the hang, um, it's gotta be good. Cause it's gotta take the uh, pressure off your back as well. Right. You, like you, you don't have that, like your back is being pushed. A lot of people with back problems, they got that inverter, right? They'll That's hang right. upside down yep. and that helps it's got to help as well the, from the front because now you're taking all the pressure and you're you're hanging the pressure as opposed to pushing the pressure down on on everything so that yeah. has to help your back as, as well doesn't it 
Yeah, there, there's there's a little bit more to it than that. Like, but it okay. is an excellent way if you can decompress your back by hanging, and then you kind of tighten it back up before you land, um, before you like come off hanging uh, on on from a bar or something like that. It's a fantastic way. The other thing that's really good is to be if you're hanging and your feet are off the ground, and and you can just start to like move your pelvis up and down or front and back. Um, and you can really start to gain like some really good control over that lumbar spine. And, and that's usually what I end up finding people um, that I see in clinic. As soon as I give them control and ownership over how their back moves, their, their back pain, I mean, it's so much more manageable because they're not just stuck. Like you imagine, I always say like with the neck, because it's like easier to move your head than it is your low back. If your neck hurt to just be kinked to the left all the time and you couldn't move it to the right to make it not hurt man, that would be miserable. That's essentially what can happen in people's backs is it's stuck in one position and they do not know how to move it. So yeah, hanging can be a fantastic a fantastic tool for back pain relief um, and also just core strengthening and stuff, the things you can do from there. So, And again, if you can only hang for eight seconds you're not going to get a lot of relief in that time. You're going to hang on that bar. You're going to panic right away. And then you're going to be like, well, I'm done now. Versus if mm-hmm. you can hang for 60 seconds pretty easily, then you can kind of like let that kind of that hip go back and forth. And, and then you can start to play with it in other ways. But again, you need kind of a prerequisite of, of, of grip strength. And this is what like, you know, my good friend, Jeremy Meredith and I have talked about, and uh, he's written a couple articles on it as well. One for the journal of mountain hunting is, is strength is the glass, Right. And strength is the glass. All that means is, if you can't, if you can't do, uh, you know, like a push up, you can't do many other movements. If you can't, mm. you know, do a press with X. If you can't hang from a bar comfortably, you cannot perform a pull up. You cannot perform a knee lift. You cannot perform X, Y, and Z. If you can't do a lunge because you can't support your body weight on one leg you're really minimizing the amount of like exercise options you have, which is okay because you can just kind of scale that back down until you can 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 own that amount of movement and you can own the strength that you have on that one leg or whatever. But really strength is the glass and the more strength you have, the more your glass grows, right? And the more exercises you can put in your cup to make your workout program much more enjoyable than just, eh, these are like the four things I, I'm capable of doing without hurting myself, that kind of thing. So, you know, and like I said, it, it starts from there. Uh, you know, something as simple as grip strength. And sometimes just like we're talking about the ruck for the shoe laps, you know, getting your ass kicked a month before sheep hunting season uh, might kick you into gear a little bit. Uh, you know, someone, you know, who has like, you know, oh, yeah, I've got a right shoulder problem and their grip strength is, you know, and their their grip strength is, is 25 seconds of hanging. There's your problem, man. And sometimes you don't know that until you're exposed to it. Right. So um, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get some good conversation out of it at the at the show. I'm going to go do some hanging and time myself now. You got me all intrigued. I'm like seven seconds. I'm like, I'll report back that the next time what, you what please, it is. But, uh, please, please do. Please do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll have to make it public so everyone knows. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, for sure. Well, now I've got a motivation for February. Yeah, i got to yeah, for sure. be ready for the for the show. Awesome. Cool, cool man. man. What uh, what else do we need to touch on? Uh, we I know we've hammered a lot out. I actually want to talk about some fitness stuff with you, but we won't do it today. We've already sure. gone long enough, but we'll uh, circle back here and maybe we touch base in a month or month yep. or so, and we can sort of talk about how things are shaping up for the show and yep. and then talk about the shoe laps and and get people fired up again. But I like uh, it. yeah, awesome, yeah. brother. 
Cool, man. Yeah, no, yeah, I think that's about it. I'm off to the gym here in a little bit. It's that time of the year where back into the weights pretty uh, pretty heavily. And then, you know, the, th- the things I could tell everybody, right? And, and I was talking, I was uh, hunting in Okanagan Park with Cole Hank uh, in the beginning of November here. He, he was lucky enough to draw a goat tag in there. And we got a good, got him a really good goat. And um, and uh, we were just talking, he's like, you know, what should, what's we're just ch- chatting fitness and so on and so forth. I said, man, it doesn't have to be too challenging right now. It's, it's all you're looking at is getting back into the gym to rebuild your strength because strength is the glass like I just talked about. So that's one concept. And then the second concept is you're really looking, and I talked about this last year at the show, you're really looking for 120 to 180 minutes of zone two that's talking pace cardio a week. That's it. Like you don't have to make it. You should not be out right now fucking grinding hill sprints. You can if you want to, but it's really not that not that purposeful. Um, it, you know, you just got to be hitting that zone too, and then you got to be rebuilding your strength, and that's where your soreness and challenge should come from. So if there's one thing that, uh, you know, someone takes away this fitness-wise, it's get back into the gym to start building that, that overall base, that base strength again, and do not let your zone two cardio slip. And zone two, like I said, is talking paced cardio. You should not be... <sighs> you should not be gasping for air at any point during it. If so, you just got to slow down. And if that's just walking, then it's just walking like, and that's totally okay. So that's what I'm, that's what I got for fitness wise until uh, we chat again. Yeah, right on. I just picked up uh, doing Mountain Tufts program, and I'm on week one of Mountain Tufts um, postseason uh, strength um, setup. So Perfect. Um, day three today still got my ass kicked but uh God, yeah 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 it's good it's nice. uh, it's good it's good to be on that program and yeah Dude, that's no perfect, we'll, man, we'll chat yeah. more and yeah when we get together next time i want to chat about like kind of motivation like you know um so people that have been out of it are like maybe they're not in shape and they're show, going to the gym they got a program you get them set up on a program you got a mountain tough program whatever the case may be um you know you show up at the gym and you're just you're fucking wrecked like are you do you like what do you do like do you just kind of struggle through do you do what you can and then you know dealing with the motivation and and sort of that aspect of i'd like to kind of dive into that because i think yep. a lot of guys struggle with that and then staying on it and like you know you've been awesome man you've been like hey how's the workouts going and, and colin bugs the shit out of me he's like hey what's going on have you done your workout today and it's great like it's yeah you know it's about that discipline and sort of you know that i think that would be really good to sort of for guys to dive into and of course you know haynes and all those guys talk about that stuff all the time yep. and i know on on your podcast you guys talk about that a lot so i'd, I'd love to have a bit more perspective on some of those tools we won't dive into it today but yeah. i'd love to to get some just for yeah. me personally. So. Well, one, yeah. And I mean, one piece of advice, um, you know, one piece of advice that I can definitely give, uh, especially if, if you're just starting out, we're like getting back into a bit of a consistent fitness program is, you know, you're not going to be the best in the best shape of your life in a month. And you're not going to be in the best shape of your life in six months. And it's probably not even going to be in a year. And it's probably not even going to be in two years. So you really have to expand your horizon on not just for the next day, but you got to put in the work consistently time after time, workout after workout, year after year. And then you provide this like resiliency. And the only place to start is just starting. And it, it doesn't matter like what it is. Like I'm a wreck right now getting back into high intensity fitness. Holy fuck. Does it kick my ass? But I really have to, but I really have to limit myself because although I've been doing this my whole life and 
I still have the mind of a like that I can like I can I can you know drive like a Ferrari. But right now I got a couple parts in me that are probably a little more forward focus based. So like that's ultimately it. So I have to limit the things that I know are going to cause me problems, so I can keep working out all winter to regain that Ferrari engine. Um, and then uh, the the second thing is you shouldn't leave the gym every time completely wrecked. Mm-hmm. You should be, there's going to be some soreness. Don't get me wrong. Like I have many days of it. But after a, after a few weeks, you should be leaving the gym feeling pretty good. And that's that just linear increase. But man, the, it doesn't matter. Like you can be working out all the time and you haven't done lunges in like two months. And then you do lunges, but you've been back squatting a lot. doesn't matter. You're going to be so sore that mm-hmm. like, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that like I can't actually even function. Like I can't work out. Like I can't. I can't even actually roll over in bed properly. That's another level of soreness. That when you get a little older, that's going to be an injury. You know, like most likely. So you really just got to like meter it out a little bit. Take that. Take that. You know, remember that you're not like. 16 and in high school and have testosterone just absolutely coursing through your veins and you can do you can, you cannot get hurt and you can recover off every, anything so there's a couple of those things that i think as well that are super important on mindset but like you said that's a little taste but let's let's we can absolutely get into that on another podcast yeah well, just well you touched on it because now you've you peaked me but uh so you go do your workout today you're absolutely trash you come home you wake up in the morning you can't get out of bed you're like stiff as hell but it's just stiffness right so you know, something like that. Do you say, fuck it, I'm taking the day off. I'm going to have a recovery day. Or do you go to the gym and just say, I'm just like super light cardio. I'm going to walk on the fucking treadmill. I'm going to do whatever. Yep. Um, go on the stepper. Well, the stepper is probably not a good choice. But whatever. What do you do? Do you just do you just go? Do you force yourself to that mental discipline? Like I'm going no matter what? Or do you say, no, this is where I draw the line. I'm oh, no, man. Today. You go no matter what. And if you go to that gym and you get through and you do, you've got a mountain tough program and you go through maybe a little extra warm up maybe you do the warm up maybe you do the warm up almost one and a half two times through and then maybe and you're like then you try that first movement that strength movement or whatever it might be and you're like that feels pretty good you do it wow that feels bad my back hurts maybe you pull the pin that day maybe you ride the bike for a little bit and you know that you're 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 getting out and you're doing something else and then you go back that next day because as adults the biggest problem is losing the habit and like like I lose, if I lose that habit of working out four or five days a week, even though I've done it my whole life, man, is it hard to get back because as adults, we're busy. You all of a sudden fill your day up with this bullshit that takes away from the stuff that makes you, you right. And that mm-hmm. to me is a big issue. So it's, it's keeping that habit. Even if you're going to the gym and you're hitting the smoothie bar and you're pedaling on the bike doing sweet F all. But this is where I think also rucking is like the money because you can easily throw a 20 pound pack on and you can easily walk on that treadmill at zone two pace, literally talking pace. If you can't do that, you're probably injured. You know what I mean? Like you're probably not doing very well for yourself and you should probably go see a professional about it or at least try and figure out some of that thing and and figure out what caused it in the first place. But if you can get to the gym and you can walk on a treadmill or walk outside, you live on Vancouver Island, you can literally walk you around there. You go out, you hit the trails and you just go for that 20 minute walk. Um, and you know, and, or 20 or 30 or 40 minute walk and you're like, shit, I feel better after that. That's just muscle stiffness and that's just weakness leaving your body. That's all I think about it as. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome, dude. Well, that's uh, inspiring. I'm stoked. So thank Get you. Get after it, buddy. That's, that's freaking awesome. wicked, man. I'm stoked for you. And you can text me anytime, as always. Yeah, oh, I, I do. I 
dude, enough. <laughs> but get, like, give me some help here, buddy. So, yeah, no, it's good. good. But, uh, yeah, and I, I definitely feel it. Like, I hit 50 this year, right? I'm not, not getting any younger, that's for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. right, and it's, it's not how fit you're going to be when you're 51. It's how much of a badass you're going to be when you're 60. Like, that's nice. legitimately what I tell people. That's what I tell people in the clinic all the time, man. Like, you just hit 50 and you want to do... You, you're like, oh, I got to get in better shape. It's a fast way to to fail if you're not like really timed out with your options, in my opinion, right? right. Like you just, because you just go hard out the gates and then it's just not sustainable. And then all of a sudden you, you maybe you didn't work out, maybe you worked out really good and you got in good shape at, at, when you're 51. And then, you know, it just wasn't sustainable and 51 to 52, it didn't happen. And then you're back on the horse for 52 to 53 and you're fucking around too much. And you just need to just keep that measured effort all the way and then all of a sudden you're 60 and you're like i'm in better shape than i was when i was 50 man and that's mm. and that's very realistic well and there's the injury aspect too right like this is the time of life especially people that have had a pretty active lifestyle like i you know my wife she she's run marathons and stuff like yep. she's worried now about the injury aspect like knees and joints and stuff like that like stuff like not even musculatory in, like injuries yep. like where your joints yeah, are going to start breaking down or, right? orthopedic injuries yeah right yeah for sure yeah so. and that's and that's where like mixed modal right like you like nothing against running but like running i always joke is like the most dangerous recreational sport on the planet besides mm-hmm. recreational beer league softball it's like it's yeah because <laughs> you're like i'm not in good shape but i used to be a good runner you grab your running shoes you go out and run and like you know oh i blew my calf up oh my knee oh my back and it just then you're like ah then your next run's kind of like a little bit yeah oh, i got this is a little bit bunged up and then then maybe five feel good and then all of a sudden it kind of comes back and you're like ah, i just can't run anymore and now you've got a mm-hmm. negative experience with fitness versus like a good metered out approach like hey i'd like to be able to run this in like eight months and then you know i'm going to supplement it with strength work and i'm going to use my joints in a full range of motion that's the stuff that i think really like that's how you can you can prolong anybody's you can lower their age number by making them kind of more well-rounded it's just to be Mm -hmm. more well-rounded takes more time so we have to again meter out the time that we're spending like, like, what's a realistic expectation? Like, am I going to have, hey, I'm just starting training this year. I want to be able to squat 405 and run uh, a sub 40 10K. Well, you better have some really high levels of strength and fitness before that. Like, that's a crazy, crazy, crazy goal. But mm-hmm. am I just starting out? Because, you know, like, maybe you can do it, but I doubt it. Versus, ah, it'd be really cool to, like, work on my strength and then my running at the same time. And, and in the next three to five years, maybe be able to have this really cool goal. So anyways, I think there's just some stuff like that that just needs to be getting those goals out there with someone who, who's had a lot of experience with it and then making them very realistic. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, awesome. Brother. Lots to lots to focus on. Appreciate it, and for sure. uh, stoked. And let's do this again uh, real soon. Let's get uh, back on and chat some more. Absolutely, man. I'm super excited. So just to recap on this too, we've got the run in the park before the mountain hunting expo, and then we got the ruck and the shoe laps. Uh, you know, in July. So two big events for people to look out for. Everything will be in the show notes, and uh, it's live on our website now too. So it'll be all there and. Um, it's just gonna be a great time, man. And the whiskey tasting. Don't forget the whiskey tasting. It seems like no one has. So that's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Nice, man.